Please pray with me. Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, for you are my rock and my redeemer. I ask, Lord, that you bless each and every person under the sound of my voice. May the word fall on good soil, that we may go out and be fruitful to a world full of darkness who desperately need light. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. In the preceding chapters, the authority of Jesus is challenged by the Pharisees and the scribes. And in this current chapter, the Sadducees want their chance at Jesus too. They try to undermine the authority of Jesus. And unlike the Pharisees and the scribes, they don't believe in the resurrection. They deny the resurrection, holding true that their belief comes firmly from the first five books of Moses, the Pentateuch. And so they don't understand that although it is fleshed out in the Pentateuch too, it's more fleshed out in the the latter Old Testament books. So in the reading, they're trying to trap Jesus, the Son of God, theologically. They're trying to trap the word of the Lord, Jesus the word made flesh and a theological debate. I find that to be really comical, but I understand that we have a purview that they don't have, so I'm gonna allow a little bit of something for them. So it might be comical to you too. So the Sadducees, they cite this law from Deuteronomy that Moses said that the surviving brother of the childless deceased man was obligated to marry his brother's wife in order to provide for the brother's line to continue. And the Sadducees tried to ridicule the resurrection saying, what kind of heaven would this be if this woman is to be wife to all seven of these men? And I love how Jesus does not try to give heavenly understanding to earthly men. I love Jesus' response because he says to them that the sons of this age marry and are given to marriage, but the radical discontinuity between this earthly life and the eternal life promise, they're so vastly different that even if I told you, you wouldn't understand it. And so they are no longer subject to marry and marriage, and nor are they subject to death. So this procreation that is necessary for the replenishing of the world in this age is not necessary in the age that is to come. But those who are considered worthy to attain to the age and to the resurrection from the dead, neither marry nor are given to marriage, for they cannot die anymore, says the Lord, because they are equal to the angels and they are sons of the living God being sons of the resurrection. So we gather from the present institution, we gather from this information that our understanding, the present institution of marriage that we so enjoy or not enjoy here will not be the same on earth. I look forward to seeing those who have died, my mom, my dad, and if my husband precedes me, I will look forward to seeing Matthew, but my wife, Lee Duties, will no longer be the same. My heart, my worship, my time, well, my gaze will be all on holy, holy, holy Lord. 
so I love this because God has not revealed much about what this world is to look like in the scriptures, but I love how Jesus tears down their theology in Matthew of the same text. He says, you are wrong because you neither know the scriptures nor the power of God. First, Jesus exposes their lack of knowledge. Those who walk around with their heads puffed up, their knowledge of the law, their self-righteousness, he says, you have no knowledge of what's to happen. And so the errors that they make is that they don't understand scripture, nor do they understand the power of God. And in Matthew, it says, and as for the resurrection of the dead, he brings them to a text that they understand. They understand Moses in the book of Exodus, Exodus, because it's the book that they subscribe to. He said, did you not hear that God said, I am the God of Abraham. I am the God of Isaac. I am the God of Jacob. He is not the God of the dead, but he is the God of the living. So I don't know how they missed that script on this resurrection in that verse, because I totally get that he's not using Abraham, Isaac, or Jacob in the past tense. I am the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. But the the Sadducees, they hate Jesus so much because if his teachings are right, then they must be living wrong. And what they're teaching is wrong. But here is where I took pause and want to land us in the scriptures in verses 34 through 35, and it says, but those who are considered worthy to attain that age and to the resurrection from the dead, for they cannot die anymore because they are equal to angels and are the sons of God being the sons of resurrections. What that says is our only hope, our only ambition should be getting to this eternal life having a seat with our Lord Jesus Christ to hear, well done, my good and faithful servant, to attain glory, glory, glory all the days after. We know that to be absent from this body is to be present with the Lord and that his sacrifice, the sacrifice that Jesus Christ did on the cross brings us in right standing with God the Father. So to be worthy, we can experience a little heaven on earth when we make him first. And I love how Revelation describes what this eternal life will look like. It's in words that we can understand. It says the gates will be of pearls and the streets of gold. And that's only to help us visualize something different from what our present uh, purview is because although our streets outside look clean and they're very beautiful, they are nothing in comparison to what lies ahead, the future that is before us. So he is helping us to see that though he's speaking of things beyond our understanding, we can fully appreciate words like golden roads and streets and pearly gates, how heavenly that sounds. So my question to you today would be, will you be counted worthy to attain the age to come, the resurrection? 
Paul says this in Philippians, the good news according to Paul is that those who suffer with Christ will attain this resurrection from the dead even as he did. But I love what Paul says and this is where I stand and where all of you who are believers in Christ stand. In Philippians 3, 12 through 15 it says, not that I have already obtained this or that I'm already made perfect, but I press on to make it my own because Christ has made me his own. We need to proclaim that Jesus is the resurrection, not get caught up in the worldly constructs and dialogue that threatens to divide, yes, even the body of Christ. Some things we can do on earth as is in heaven is not to dispute the validity of our eternal life and the future that awaits us. So we should avoid entangling ourselves in these baseless arguments, just like Jesus does. He doesn't have to explain to the Sadducees something they would not understand. You don't have to explain heavenly ideas to earthly understanding. The world will continue to try to find substitutes for eternal life, worldly success that excludes God's great purpose, the world's agenda instead of heavenly agendas. The world would say that salvation is here and now trying to figure out how to get to the next best thing when salvation is getting to eternal life accepting the main thing as the main thing that Jesus the Christ died so that we may have life and have life eternally. So those who are worthy or those who accept Jesus as Lord, it is through him we attain this resurrection of the blessed. It is by his grace that we are saved. So don't get caught up like the religious leaders into these constructs that they want to prove themselves to be greater. Don't get caught up in the arguments, in the debates at the workroom or at the coffee table of who is greater when the word truly isn't really about your greatness or my greatness, but about him who is great. I am looking forward, and I pray you are too, to having more of an eternal perspective, even in the middle of trials and tribulations that they are here for a moment, but they don't last always. The word promises that we will have trials and tribulations in this world, but that Jesus the Christ has overcome them all. Some people believe, like the Sadducees, that those who are worthy are those who keep the law, but I'm here to tell you, the worthy are not the good people who do good things. They're not the ones who will enter into the pearly gates. The core of the gospel message is this. Humanity can never and will never without the blood of Jesus Christ be worthy to get to heaven. Jesus died for the sins of the world. And because of this, all who accept him are worthy and we can have abundant lives. The future he has planned for us, though we don't understand it, we know it is glorious. Death is not the end, but the beginning. Heaven, jo Heaven's joy transcends anything we have and we will ever in this lifetime see. So where do you look for your hope in the future? Where do you rest your hopes and your dreams? In whom do you find your security? Do you rest your hopes and dreams in your marriages? Are those you hope to see in the life after next? Who is your redeemer? 
Is it the paycheck? Are the monies in your bank account? Is it the people who leave great inheritance? Or is it the Jesus Christ whose inheritance is the greatest of them all? So I'll leave this with you. Stand firm, brothers and sisters in Christ. I call you to stand firm in your faith and the hope that in spite of what you endure in this life, we have the hope of resurrection of Jesus Christ our Lord in the next. For God has chosen you, each and every one of you, as first fruits to be saved through the sanctifying work of his Holy Spirit. Stand firm, therefore, and hold fast to the teachings passed on to you in scriptures. And may our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God our Father, who loved us by his grace, give an eternal encouragement and good hope, whether you're in despair, whether you're experiencing joy, that he will strengthen you in every good deed and work. That he will strengthen you in every good deed and work. Amen.